Welcome back to another exciting episode from Saturday Night Gaming as we present a new campaign called A Song of Riddle and Steel, which there has been a lot of riddles, some steel, maybe a song or two on the ship. And occasional stealing. Nobody played a bard, unfortunately. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> we needed a bard, a jester, and a warrior is what we needed. Can you imagine me singing? <laughs> I'm sure you were in the ship and that's the reason why everyone's like hurry to journey along and you're like okay I can do that and you took you them to another realm <laughs> on the magic school boat oh <laughs> uh, yes but we start a brand new uh, campaign uh, here in Saturday Night Gaming this is a very fascinating world that you will be introduced to and uh, we'll go ahead and go around and we'll introduce ourselves and then I'll go and give a quick little synopsis, kind of set the scene of where the world is right now, what's going on at that moment. So go ahead and start over here on my left. Okay, I'm Laura and I'm playing Fawn Leafwind. A druid? Yes. She's in... What kind of druid? What does she Wood? focus on? Uh, animals? Nature? Nature, yeah. Woodland, yeah. That's what I was going to say was woodland, but I didn't And we that. have found out that when you <clears throat> are able to summon beast, it is actually very OP. Only if you do it right. <laughs> you have a wide selection. <laughs> <laughs> of CR2 level. <laughs> Just throw the word dire in front of it and it's fine. Dire spider. Yeah, that's a modifier. <laughs> Good it's going to be a big bear. <laughs> Two big bears. Name Yogi. Like a, Yogi like a... and Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Boo Boo. <laughs> Does that guy look like a picnic basket? <laughs> More like a beef burrito. <laughs> I am Dan, and I'll be playing Repario of Turin better known as Slimefinger. And I am a wild magic sorcerer, and I call myself a druid of the slime, even though I don't think those actually exist. <laughs> You're more like a Sorlock. Yeah. Kind of. You kind of lost I, that lock portion for yeah, momentarily. The, the patron kind of left me, <laughs> though. So now I'm just sorcerer. You kind of deserve that one now. <laughs> You just show up unannounced. <laughs> show up unannounced in his house and then say, Hey, I'm kind of tired of you trying to take my home. <laughs> and he was like, I'm kind of tired of giving you power. <laughs> and I was like, Oh. <laughs> yeah, he has you on probation right now. <laughs> <laughs> Took away my toy. Oh. And we have? Um, Casey playing Alex. Um, better known as the Spore Queen now, because I'm a druid that deals with spores, and she's changed a lot over what a thousand years. And she found yeah, out give or take that a few. dead yeah. bodies make spores. No, dead bodies are great for spores. It's been about eight hundred and sixty-six years since the events of Crimson Throne. You've been back more recently than me. Now, she has been traveling also, multiverse, so... I just spent know. a bunch of time with my patron, and then he kicked me out. Yeah, and he drugged me to the place, and 
he likes me more than you. Yeah. That's what always happens when you take a girl home to mom. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, uh, and I am Scott. I will be the narrator for the night. We shall see where this story goes. You mean you don't hold the fates of the world in your hand? Oh, no. no, I do not. He's too experienced to think he has any control here. Oh, that no. that is, yes, you know, it's just like that line from that famous movie that we won't mention right now, where you have no power here. <laughs> okay. It's the fate of the dice. Yeah, and what happens? Especially when I hope I'm my involved. Dice like you, then. Hope they like you. There's only so much I can do for you. Ooh, that was a forty-three. But I will tell you this: I will promise you, I'll make it interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so roll low, it'd be very interesting. <laughs> I try to help you make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, let me go ahead and set the scene here for a moment. So, a lot has happened. Let's give a little quick little recap from Crimson Crusade. So, that's where Slimefinger and Alex originated from, mm-hmm. where you were shipwrecked on this island. You worked together with this party. You met the uh, denizens of the island, uh, which happened to be long lost members of uh, a tribe that Vel once belonged to. Mm-hmm. And so you helped him, helped them uh, kind of basically face the, the threat that was coming to the island uh, in one big, huge siege battle in which one of your party members had betrayed you. Fall No, you don't, but Vel does. I, I think I was busy on the battlefield when that happened. It's a, still a sore spot right there for him. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember a giant minotaur. There was, yes. Uh, after the events of that, that's when you took Alex to the uh, other world. The realm of the primordial being that you call Donagar. And you introduced her to him. And that's when she became this version that you see now. This dark druid. And that was when I said, you need to get out. <laughs> And she actually returned uh, back to this realm, but in a different area. No longer on the island, but instead went a little bit further north into the west um, in what was known as Krubak at the time. And Vel came back. He was brought back to life, mysteriously. And You can just do that? His murderer was there as well. But of course, it all came at a price. Vel found out that he was part of a pawn in a plan that... He didn't know anything about. <laughs> Love it when that happens. I mean, hate it when that <laughs> yes. happens. So, you had Briar, and you had Alex, and you also had uh, Vel and Valhalla uh-huh. that worked together, along with others, uh, to basically restore the high kingship of Krubak. And that king became Vel. And he became married off to the, another half-elf named Rose Murdo. They became king and queen. It was such a huge change in landscape that they even changed the name of the region now that it was now more unified. And it became known as Ethelsage. So for hundreds of years, Vel reigned. He established a unified kingdom up until about 500 years later when he was nearing the end of his life and his reign. That is when the mysterious stranger appeared, Ulrich Blackbrook. He appeared with his other members of his family as he was exiled from another realm and that caused quite a stir so queen rosemurda worked with the one named mirrodin 
who helped Vel become an ascendant to Kinghood, worked with the Queen, against his knowledge, sent Briar into the Void to this other realm to decipher what happened so they can kind of see if there was a threat that would be coming to their realm to ascertain that. And in doing so, magic has a price, especially powerful magic that does that. And that ended up costing the life of King Vel and Queen Rosemurta's oldest child. Which left the kinghood basically to their youngest one, Elwyn, whose name literally means second choice. <laughs> so, you can tell he was not the favored one. <laughs> Whatsoever. Well, Vel passed from a mixture of grief and old age. And um, at that point, that's when Elwyn took over. And when he did, everything just kind of fell apart. Everything that Vel had worked for started crumbling. Uh, the relationship with the Blackbrooks started going south. They end up causing an exile of the Blackbrooks and also the, those who supported him, which mostly consisted of Druids. And they were exiled north. Well, Ulrich was sick and tired of being told by these other people what he can and cannot do. He's been told that his entire life, his name should mean second choice as well, <laughs> from where he's from. So he decided to do something about it this time. So he gathered together the people of the north, all the exiles, and he just started going back to his old habits. He said, forget this new life. We're going to go back doing what we know what we do best. And that is take stuff. <laughs> so he started raiding from the north, and that became a problem. So the southern forces, northern forces, they're colliding with each other. Mirden and the others, the other divine, came up with a plan to basically block him off from the north altogether by land make it more difficult for him to raid. And that's when they erected the Black Iron Wall. I bet that's made out of black iron. <laughs> no, black iron is, right. is a uh, very special substance that has been known to cause harm uh, to fey creatures uh, and also divine creatures as well. Oh. So this would essentially keep them at bay and away from them. That's the whole purpose. Well, by doing this, the divine fell into what was called a divine sleep because they exhausted most of their resources and power to do so, including Meriden himself. And then, of course, they were all sealed away in their respective places. And each of these places became known as a region of Ithlasage and also became a house of its own. So then it became essentially the you know, eight houses of Ithlasage. So what once was a uh, unified kingdom was now divided once again. Thanks to the son of Vel. We'll just call him that, son of Vel. Not to be confused with Shavel or Velvet. Yes. Uh, but also during his reorganization, Elwyn lost his kingship. He was replaced because they thought it was best for these new houses to come into power. And that's what they did. So they came into power. So not only was he removed but he was exiled by the new king who basically told him hey here's the deal you're gonna go away for a long time because if you ever return your sisters they're not gonna be living anymore he basically exiled the one who could claim you know kingship to the throne uh, away and then of course over the years we've had this uh, game that everybody's been playing the musical throne who can control it the longest King of the Hill style. 
I got it this time. I'll hold it for one year or six months. Just depends. And I've already got a friend that wants a spot on that throne. That is true. Two so, friends. Which leads us to where you come back in. So upon this, uh, years later, this individual named Shah, who was later revealed to actually have the spirit of Vel attached to him, went on this mission to basically restore the kingdom to where it should have been. And he was going to choose someone that was qualified this time. Wait, is that what we were doing? Well, that's what you were supposed to be doing. We all know how that works. And this is when Slimefinger appeared. So did Alex. She came back. And Briar returned from the void with news. But she returned 300 years later. That sounds timely. 300 years too late. (laughs) That sounds timely. (laughs) Yes. Oh, so working together with this mysterious mercenary named Olvin, who had a really weird uh, curse attached to him, <laughs> you managed to travel the kingdom um, and attempt to find a way to usurp the throne so that Shah could find a, a candidate to place upon there. And during this time, this is when Slimefinger was also met the Mistress of Magic. Morrigan. Morrigan. If that doesn't sound like somebody you want to place your king, I don't know who is. <laughs> you also managed to find yourself on a pirate ship with Captain Roberta. Roberta! On the magic school boat. Killed every single one of her crew and then sliced off part of her arm. I replaced it for a minute. You did. Now granted, she had a very powerful artifact um, that you later retrieved from the bottom of the ocean. For later, some strange reason. And even later destroyed. <laughs> later destroyed, yes. And it was destroyed later when you made your way to the north of Everwinter, to the cryovolcano underneath it, which you found was the power source of the entire region. And what better way to destabilize a region than to eliminate the power source with a power source? It makes sense. I mean... Well, at the time it did. Fusion? <laughs> Ah! <laughs> oh no, I think it's more like ah. <laughs> you gotta flip it around. <laughs> it flipped me. Uh, and that was when the power source was destroyed, which you guys discovered was actually this individual named Violet, who was trapped within it, who was siphoning off of her divine energy. So, in her weakened state, you guys brought her back to the ship. This energy was being released. And you, uh, with the help of Vel, actually dove into her mind and actually freed her of this curse that was on her. So Violet is now regaining her strength and with Vel the help is, of Vel. Vel is helping to defend her brain He's from intruders. He's actually helping her regain her power. Yeah. You're still on the ship. Alex is there as well. Um, Olven had left once you guys broke his curse. He did swim away. He rode away, actually. Oh, yeah, rode. He rode, rode, rode his boat. I forgot he took our lifeboat. He he took your only (laughs) boat. Oh, and your captain has gone missing, and so has It's okay. I saw the tracks. They're just checking out the woods. Yeah. (laughs) And what else you have found is that this energy, um, after it finished releasing from the uh, Carl Volcano, um, actually turns out it was our primordial dragon that was trapped there all along. And with the help of Violet, unknowingly, was taking her essence and restoring itself. 
That so, sounds like something we could use to help defend us against Danica. I mean... <laughs> and what you have found, uh, with the help of Violet and Vel, is that the plans of this dragon was to uh, al- align with Ulrich Blackbrook, who was camped at the base of the volcano, or cryocano, excuse me. And now they march south towards the southern kingdoms. With the dragon at their back and Ulrich's army, it seems like there's trouble on the horizon. So now we're going to find out whether that book that I read in the library was right when it <laughs> said that pirates are bad. <laughs> I thought they don't do anything. That was just a specific group. <laughs> and that was after I threw acid on them. They were real vegetables. <laughs> Especially after I threw acid on their boat. <laughs> I mean... The river slug. Yes. <laughs> the river slug, that was awesome. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and this is where we are now. So you're on the ship, which is on the uh, western coast of Everwinter. Uh, your captain, the only one that can actually, well, pilot the ship, is missing, along with Jay. If only we had somebody that could teleport the ship. If only had somebody could tap into his power and do that. I could tap into her power and do it. And what you my have. My patron loves her. <laughs> so you have Alex, you have Slimefinger, you have Violet who is recovering still with her power. She actually, she overexerted herself when she teleported herself to spy on Ulrich and come back. You it's know. okay though, because she can sleep it off in the boat. That's what she's doing. Shaw is still snapping his fingers trying to create fire. Because he realized now that he has magic potential without Vel. And so he's trying to figure it out about setting the boat on fire. It'll be a snap. <laughs> be, I'll teach him the trick. It'll be gone in a flash. Add more mana. Add more mana. No. That is Slimefinger's <laughs> advice for anything. Take if it's not working, needs a little bit more mana. add more mana. <laughs> if you're not teleporting far enough, add more mana. Having trouble waking up in the morning? Add more mana. Slimefinger's guides in multiverse? Add more mana. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this is where we start here. <laughs> you receive all this doom and gloom and everything. The mission of Vel is still alive. He's just in a different body right now. And you guys see trouble brewing on the horizon. But, Slimefinger... I'll take the helm. No. You feel really bad about the captain because you know what it's like to be taken prisoner. So you feel like you should go investigate. So I go... Parlay. I go walking. I am walking. (laughs) I'm going to tell Alex that I'm going to go take a walk and... See if I can find the captain and free her if she's stuck. She might need more mana to get back to the boat. Uh, what do you do, Alex? Do you let him go out on his own? No. <laughs> do you let me go unsupervised? No. <laughs> then we should go together. You must always have supervision, Slimefinger. I was told that I would be unsupervised this session. <laughs> uh, somebody told you wrong. You were told wrong. No, no. 
What it is is the one person that could really stop you with a counter spell <laughs> is is asleep. Is asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't sound so happy about. That. And Shaw's over here doing. <laughs> He's not countering anything. <laughs> oh, and the counter spell was a tattoo on Shaw that he doesn't know how to use. He hasn't figured out how do you just tap it twice and it activates. I'm not telling him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell him. I'm going to figure it out on his own. <laughs> this is how Slimefinger figured out you use more mana. You figure it out on your own. Yeah. Uh, Actually, it was the Standing Stones, I think. <laughs> That's true. All right, so Slimefinger. Uh-huh. Alex goes with you because she's not leaving you alone. And you get off the boat there, and you're back at the tracks. I'm going to use concentration. Concentration. To concentrate on following the tracks. I think that's how that works. Don't you have some kind of revealing spell that you can cast? Is it any one of your schools, sir? I have evocation. Oh, you're on divination now, do you? Abjuration. <laughs> well, that's protective. But you don't have divination now. I have conjuration. I could conjure myself well, to them. Pretty sure that works with enough mana. If you could use a combination of divination and conjuration and create like a ghost, you could follow the ghost. <gasps> I could use transmutation and turn us into slimes so that we could follow the tracks better. Don't think that's how that works. You really want to be that snow slime, don't you? The snow mold. I may have found it in the book. <laughs> the book of ooze. <laughs> so, I mean, you can roll divination. I You're can't. unskilled in it. It's just minus three. You still have an opportunity. You could try it. It could work. I mean, you got high enough magic, don't you? What's your magic? Eleven. Oh, I mean, it's, you get a plus eight on it, so you have a chance. Twenty is the difficulty, sir. Okay. Let's make sure that I get there. That's a plus two? Plus two. Yeah, it can be a plus two if you like. So that's a plus ten. So that's a 18 total. 18. Oh, man. That's two off. Are you going to spend another one to re-roll? You get a, it's basically a 55% chance that you'll hit it. Yeah, we'll go ahead and try to force it. We'll use the good die. Try to force it. That's a 19. Is it really? Oh, oh, you rolled a nine. Nice. I thought you rolled a 19. Wait, yeah, because nine plus two plus eight. I thought you rolled a 19. No. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a 19 I thought, total. I thought it was a natural 19. That is a 19 total. Well, however, I spent magic for that. You did. Did I actually spend mana? You didn't tell me. No, it was a concentrate. You didn't really need to spend mana for it, no. Nah. Nah. So, all right, well, you got a partial success on that, sir. Why do I have a third? Oh, you gave me one. I did. <laughs> you're like, you held it over here so you wouldn't use it. <laughs> it's like your savings. Yeah. <laughs> you see my checking and my savings? <laughs> as long as the left hand's holding it, the right hand can't spend it. <laughs> That's true. All right, sir, so you got a partial success on it. So... That should be expected when doing something I'm not good at. Did, you did actually pretty good for not being any skill, whatever, in divination. You're like, hey, I've seen somebody do this before, so this is what I've seen. 
<laughs> you do your hand like this and your hand like this and stuff happens. <laughs> Writes down divination as my next skill to learn. Imagine right. me with ultimate vision. So what you've done is you're able to essentially uh, see a ghost, so to speak, um, of it. But you have to concentrate in order for the ghost to remain. Is it like an after image of them walking? Yes. Ooh. And you have to remain concentrating on it. I'm going to do that. You don't have to roll or anything for it. You just spin an action to concentrate. Oh, okay. Well, Unless, was, of course, you're being attacked or something. Then you I have to roll. Spin an action to yeah. concentrate. So basically, you have to spin an action each turn and concentrate on his image. Otherwise, he goes away. I do so. Okay. Because I spent a lot of energy on that. Alex, you see this. You see this, like, after image. It's not a, a spirit or a ghost. It's just... Like, they went the that way. I found out that I can do divination magic. At a cost. Everything has a cost. I could have used more mana. <laughs> no. Uh, so we should walk that way. Okay. That guy right there, he's leaning this way, so I'm going to walk like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you basically you follow this image, this uh -huh. after image, okay? You follow it through the forest, and uh, you start seeing more tracks, start seeing drag marks, and then you start seeing... Even more tracks are added in. Like they got friends, hopefully. Now it's a party. <laughs> Wherever three or more are gathered, it's a party. <laughs> and this after image basically uh, takes you uh, to this encampment. Mm -hmm. And this is the encampment that you were told about by Violet. Do I get to see a dragon? You do in just a moment, actually. <gasps> so you see this after image basically repeat itself as it walks, goes into the encampment. Then since it goes too far from you, it resets, walks, goes towards the encampment, goes too far from you, resets. <laughs> I'm going to keep watching that. <laughs> you got it on repeat, basically. <laughs> now, as you do that and you're on the outside of this encampment, um, you guys can already see the smoke and everything. You already know from Violet this is a very large gathering. So the encampment's still there? Encampment's still there. You guys are currently in the trees right now, in the forest. I'm going to stop making that thing happen. <laughs> You're not going to follow it anymore? I'm going to just assume that they went in there. Gotcha. All right, so you drop the um, divination. Okay, drop the after image. Mm -hmm. And this is what you see. You hear large wings beating. And you look up, and from the center of the encampment, you see this large, like, white and blue dragon. And then it just basically takes off, and it goes into the sky, and just goes off towards the south. If I know one thing about dragons, they're always friendly. <laughs> so, the dragon has left the encampment. And this dragon was one that Vel couldn't even touch. I'm pretty sure he's friendly. It's fine. No. I remember there was a dragon called Koff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> and he taught me magic. Those fuck. Back at the school. <laughs> With two Fs. He polymorphed himself into a gnome so that he could get into the school. Okay. So you see this encampment now in front of you. Very large encampment. 
And somewhere in this encampment is where your two missing persons are. So what do you two do? I am very lucky to not have the ability to sneak. So I am going to run distraction for you by walking in and asking where our friends are. That does not sound like a good idea. And then you can sneak in and actually find out where they are because these look like pirates. And if I know one thing about pirates... into a dragon... That's can you, not as big as... Yeah, can you Dargan? You can Dargan. Neat. But I can't be a big one. You, know, you, um, you see the Black Dragon Clan banners <gasps> on the oh. outside. Did one of us hold on to the sigil? No, because it was given to Jay, remember? By Violet. Oh. Not Violet, Briar. Briar gave Jay the symbol <gasps> for him to take to show to the captain. But if I can find Jay... I can give him Bobby. You could. You never mind. No. <laughs> we'll just leave that one alone. <laughs> yes, you could. You could reunite them yeah. once again. And if necessary, into the vial. <laughs> so, how do you approach this? What are you going to do? You know nothing about the inside of the encampment. The best way to find out is to walk in. I, I was gonna get help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm small enough; you could throw me. <laughs> I was I, thinking of just—I'm only three foot five. Changing into a, a smaller dragon. Obviously, it'd be green. But can you shift into a dragon now? Do you have that wild shape ability yet? I have shape shift. Right, but do you have the the wild shaped dragon? I thought I already had that since it's. A legacy character. Mm-mm. Have you ever shifted a dragon before? Because Violet had to, or Briar had to pick up like four different types of shifting so far. Yeah, you can basically you can shift into any beast essentially with just wall with the regular shape shifting. Uh, but to shift into other creature types, you have to pick it up specifically. Like uh, Briar had to pick up elemental to shift into elementals. And the Chimera ability lets her shift combinations. Yeah, up to three. But you can do beasts, though. I think... I want to say you had Wild Shape Undead, but I'm not sure if you have it on there or not. <gasps> we could but, do the Aladdin thing. Turn into a woolly mammoth and I'll ride you in. I don't even know what a mammoth looks like. Yeah, she hasn't seen a woolly mammoth. I saw one in a picture book. That you have seen. I have not. <laughs> But, um, well, I'm sure there's plenty of woodland creatures. We've already been over to Beast. We know there's a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's just a matter of picking which one you want. Or, you could go Squirrel. You could go Squirrel. There's Squirrels everywhere. Or a Deer. You could go Deer. deer you just gotta do a thing about what would look normal walking into an encampment. Elk. Pretty sure it's an elk. You could go one no. size lower than you are, too. Horse. So you can go small. A horse. Uh, you could go horse. want to ride the horse. Yeah. Unless you're wanting me to ride. Yeah, probably. It wouldn't be as bad. You're a gnome, though. I am. Can you do pony? I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I meant a gnome just walking in there is kind of like... I could do slime. I've already done that. <laughs> 
Yeah. It was by accident that time, but I'm pretty sure I can do it now. <laughs> Did you create the, the ooze? The cube? <laughs> uh, Just a gelatinous cube rolling into town. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> well, are you going to go in stealthy or should I be even more distracting? I'm going in as a horse. Okay. But not as a green horse. It would be like normal color. Right, right, right. So you're not Beast Boy. All right, then I'm going to be loud and boisterous whenever we come into town and be very happy that there's a fire. The British are coming. The British are coming. (laughs) Oh, I was freezing my rocks off out here. I'm glad I found his encampment. Thank you. Can I have some space around the fire? My horse is even cold. You can, um, you can utilize... I think that would be... If I have two... Charisma. Um, <laughs> two in the shapeshift, mm-hmm. what counter do I have? Is it a six? Yeah, um... I think it's a six anyways, let me check. Uh, it's a four usually. It's a four start off, but I have two charges in it now. Right, this gives you two uh, opportunities to use it. I think it. Briar picked up a feat that made... She or an did, I believe. Let me double check it, that though. That made it six. Just to give you the answer. Yeah, it's a D4. Unless you pick up that uh, exploit that gives you, uh, pumps it up. So it's a D4. But yeah, you can shapeshift into the uh, horse. And if you like, Slime Finger, you can utilize the equipment to basically make yourself appear to be a normal person. You mean transmutation? Well, I mean, you could do that too. But I was thinking just put like a lot of heavy clothing on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on some bags. Naturally. I'm going to sling our two packs over the horse and tie them together so that I can sit on its back. There you go. And it'll look like saddlebags. There you go. Blend in. All right. Fantastic. So you're going to shift, correct? Alex? Awesome. And then you're going to kneel down so that I can get on. Because I can't even jump that high, and I have athletics. You're like, it takes me a minute, guys. I once rode a horse, is what I'm going to say tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow, I'm going to be able to say I once rode a horse. It's Slime Finger's Little Pony. <gasps> Friendship is magic. <laughs> I just need to add more mana. You're an easy vocation and throw rainbows at people. Writes down School of Friendship. You can be a squirrel overlord. The Squirrel King. I really want to do that now. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> you guys ride into the encampment. So, what we're going to do here is going to have you basically kind of go through the encampment. And you're going to go ahead and let's do this by making perception. So, both of you can make perception. You assume so. And we're going to say you're taking your time because you guys are blending in. So, we'll make the difficulty 15. 18. Did you roll a 1? I have a negative three on my wisdom, and I rolled a one. <laughs> that got you to zero? <laughs> Wait, why do you no, have a negative three? I have a two, minus three because I'm unskilled in perception. <laughs> He's unskilled oh. in perception. Plus one. Got me to zero exactly. What did you get over there, Alex? Well, I'm not proficient in perception. But, but... you're trained, though. Are you trained at all? No. Oh, so yours is negative three also. Yeah, but I have six in wisdom. Okay, so it's a plus three. 
What'd you get on the roll? I have 18. Okay, so plus three is 21, right? <laughs> I'm oh, glad okay. I was, was riding my horse. I was so cold, I couldn't see anything. Oh, sir. Hold on one moment. <laughs> um, that's a... Uh, Plus two attribute points. That is. It's plus two attribute points. That's also a favor. And you're going to enjoy what happens next. Neat. Something tells me you're actually not going to enjoy it. Well, you'd be surprised. Slime figure enjoys a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes fate's with you. Sometimes it's against you. It's always interesting. You just have to embrace the chaos and it'll embrace you back. (laughs) Alright, so this is what you find. There are actually five different sections to this encampment. A, B, C, D, E. Okay? So you have found five different um, sections. Now, unfortunately, you did not find the specific section that you're looking for for the prisoners. Mm-hmm. Because while you're doing that, <laughs> Slime Finger, <laughs> your uh, cloak got caught. And when it did, it pulled it down. And all of a sudden, Everyone looks over at the horse and sees a gnome <laughs> sitting on top of the horse. But I have saddlebags. Yes, you do. <laughs> and so you see these large Blackbrook clan members. Mm-hmm. And they look at you with these tattoos on their face, with this braided hair, with these round shields and their axes. That looks painful. They look directly at you and point their axe and they say, Who are you? I'm Rapario of Turin. Who? Rapario <laughs> of, of Turin. Come on, guys. You know me. Why are you stealing one of our horses? I'm not. This is my horse. I was looking for a fire. It's cold out here. Freezing my rocks off. <laughs> They, they look at you confused. Like, you, you're saying words, but they're not quite understanding what you're trying to say. <laughs> That's probably the accent. I'm sorry, I mostly speak ancient dwarvish. So are these humans, or...? Uh, mostly humans from another world, if I remember right. Yes, they are... Yes, they are... Um, they're from a different realm. So they're, they're basically humans, but they're from a different realm. And these were actually born here by this but time. Slimefinger doesn't know. But Slimefinger doesn't know that, no. All you guys know is that they're barbaric in nature, is what they are, all the stories you've heard. Yeah. So they tell you, they point their axe at you and they say, Get off the horse now. Come with um, us. Would one of you help me down? <laughs> the horse is very obstinate. I, I kneel down, though. Oh course now you kneel down it took me four hours to climb up on you (laughs) just kneel down to let me off i could just buck you off she probably does (laughs) (laughs) so i get down and i'm gonna go take me to your leader or your fire i I need warmth (laughs) i have a very small Mm. body i need lots of warmth so, he wanted to be basically points to you, waves, says, follow me. So, you're following him, and you've got the other four that are right, you know, kind of on the other side of you. I, I'm following because um, I, I'm just walking. Yeah. 
He goes and grabs the reins of the horse to start walking the horse. He's walking the horse. This is just a horse. Go ahead and dial that down to three. You're a shapeshifter from that perception. <laughs> Pay no attention. Those legs aren't becoming arms. <laughs> I'm just more distracting if I need to be. Let me know if I need to add more mana. <laughs> so, they basically take you to the encampment. And they take you to D. <gasps> To D. You see this really large um, tent, basically. And we went in to D. <laughs> when you go into or tomorrow. The, the section D, you find there's this really large tent. Okay, and outside this tent it looks like these same warriors, right? Uh, they're wearing this hide and they have these axes and shields, but these they seem to uh, have these different uh, symbols, you know on theirs so you can tell that they're basically like the the honor guard so to speak that you're used to seeing at the castle and such nice okay so you get you get taken there and of course you get ushered inside but the horse is told to stay basically it's forced to stay out you'll be good and i walk inside as you pet the horse. <laughs> She's the like, horse I'm going to kill leg. you later. <laughs> Petting the horse's leg. The horse gives you the stink eye. <laughs> ah, she'll I be fine. do this. <laughs> she'll be fine. Just don't tie her up or she'll get really restless. <laughs> I'm not responsible for what happens. <laughs> Alright, so you are taken into this large tent, and in this large tent... You should probably be going and looking for those you, uh, while I'm in here. Uh, you see this, well, extremely large person at the <gasps> back of the tent. Extremely large. That's a fun one. Yes. Yeah, what? he's a... But, yeah, when he stands up, he's about 6'4". Oh, so not an actual giant. No, well, just a very large man. To you, who's a gnome, <laughs> he probably seems like a giant. <laughs> He's like twice my size, easy. Hi, I'm David. <laughs> he go up there and just start tugging. <laughs> I'm right here, man. Hello. <laughs> but yes, so as he turns around, is it you... warmer inside the tent? Yeah, it is warmer, yes. There's some there's fire. Not a fire in the middle, but there's like torches and stuff. So I'm gonna pull the cloak back off of my head again. Yes. Relax a little bit. So what you see, uh, is this gentleman turn stands up and turns around. He's about six four. He has like this tan uh complexion. His eyes are aqua blue. So he's these like blue eyes. And of course he's got the the brown hair similar to the other members and it's got braid uh, part of it's braided part of their culture and he is very stout you can tell he's got some muscle on him you're built a lot like the dwarves and you see except bigger taller dwarf yes i'm gonna call you tall dwarf <laughs> you see what appears to be probably his weapon it's over there. There's a log, right? 
and you see that the axe head is inside the log and the shaft of the weapon turns into basically what looks like a, a hammerhead kind of like a, a war hammer right but on either side of the hammer has two axe heads it's a very unique weapon so the axe heads stick out of the hammer yeah on the sides okay so the part that you would smack things with to hammer it has an axe head on it ah so it's just heavy axe yeah essentially that's probably good for execution and when you look at it you can tell by the material that it's uh, it's definitely a unique material like you, you don't this isn't you know what you're used to seeing like steel or anything like that or iron that's not what this is this is a very unique material mm. walk over to uh look at it reach out to touch it as you do you get pushed back oh by the large man who walks up to you and literally pushes you back <laughs> <laughs> with one hand Ooh. Kind of flicks you almost. Gonna use my acrobatic skill to not follow. <laughs> <laughs> As he does that, he says, How dare you? It's pretty. It is mine. But but it's so pretty. <laughs> you, you don't want me to look at it? <laughs> you, you couldn't wouldn't even lift it. You would to pick that up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to look at it. You can look from over there. I kind of make a show of doing... <laughs> he says, This, as he picks it up with one hand, which this weapon with its size normally would be wielded with two hands by someone that's, you know, smaller sized. But he's sitting there just with one hand is wielding this. This and reminds me of dwarven craftsmanship. He says, This is better than any of your... Smiths you have here. Uh, a few years ago, we had some pretty good Smiths. I haven't been back in a while. No, he says this craftsmanship isn't from this realm. <gasps> You're everything, from another world? Everything I have seen here cannot compare to Sky Striker as he grabs the weapon and holds it. And you can, as he grabs and holds it in his hand, you can almost see what looks like... um. Like electricity just coming off of it. And you hear thunder in the distance. Double headed hammer axe. Name's Sky Striker. And what's your name? You do not know who I am? I'm Rapario of Turin. Hmm. Not really from around here. You are nobody. I, <laughs> I'm Rapario of Turin. Says. <laughs> You are no concern, really, to me, except you have wandered into my encampment. It was cold, and there's a fire. They took me in here. It is warmer. <laughs> he Did says, you see that dragon fly over earlier? That was cool. He says, I am Ulrich Blackbrook. Ulrich Blackbrook? Jarl of the North. Soon to be Jarl of this kingdom. All Arl of it. Of every. 